When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. <laughs> Let's do this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> Welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, episode 38, the Hell podcast yeah. where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and tell tales of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our trusty producer, Riley Bray, and Nova the Superdog, who is currently climbing into our guest's <laughs> lap. Oh boy, Grace is going to get mad. He's not allowed on the couch, but we, our guest today is not only a huge uh, animal lover mm-hmm. and, and puppy advocate, mm-hmm. um, she is a very successful and talented actress who has starred on shows like Psych, Back in the Game, The Ranch, Two and a Half Men, the list goes on and on. Honestly, wow. I don't think I know anyone who works as consistently Stop as you it. do. It's insane. Um, this fall, you can see her on season three correct Mm -hmm. of lethal weapon welcome to the show maggie lawson hi maggie hi (laughs) did you know you were gonna be here uh, two weeks ago no i mean no (laughs) well she's here i'm here now does anyone know they're gonna be anywhere Anywhere. no i never know no no i know uh it's maggie and i recently got back in touch because we both had the shared (laughs) trauma experience of watching (laughs) jurassic world fallen kingdom in the cinerama dome Mm. you were sitting three rows behind me i was sitting by myself which was sad enough as it it is it was the saddest part was walking into the bar next door and you were having a drink by yourself before jurassic world that's the way i roll no i love that too i do that too but it was very funny because it was like what are you seeing it was like uh Jurassic World. I believe I, that's called an artist's date. It's, it's called, yeah. <laughs> I take myself out for a little bachelor date every now and then. That's right. I, uh, yeah, I think I had recently become single. And then I was also like, fuck it, I'm just going to go see. I didn't want to go see the movie with anyone because I knew I probably yeah. would not like it. Right. And I didn't want to bring the party down. Um, I didn't like it. But of course, like the lesson that I refuse to learn is if I know I'm not going to like something, don't go see, you know, because I'm just like, but it's still Jurassic Park. But was there Park. just like a little right. hope? Exactly. There was like some yeah. hope there that like it might be, it oh, might blow boy. your mind or surprise you. Instead, didn't, didn't, it was. Didn't, didn't me that, that T-Rex look like an idiot. Right. <laughs> oh boy, it was a bummer. But then we got back we in touch. a good laugh, yeah. And I've, then, uh, yeah, we've, we met, uh, Maggie and I met years ago in Vancouver when I was working on a TV show called Saved. Oh, cool. That was filming. like a decade I ago. What? I know, because yeah. I've only been in like three jobs since. And you've been <laughs> oh, on stop. 300 <laughs> jobs since. Oh no, it's not a competition. Uh, but <laughs> you were filming season one of Psych yeah. during that time. And so. you were doing Saved. And were we all, st- I feel like we were all ended up in that Gerard bar yeah, all the time. In the Vancouver. Gerard Butler yes, um, Gerard Memorial Butler. Bar. It's a very dirty bar in, in, in Vancouver. The you were just in, in Vancouver, weren't you? Yeah, Were you staying at the Sutton? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the Sutton, describe what the Sutton is for people who are not in the uh, Hollywood Well, the Sutton's business. like the, the go-to hotel for like uh, entertainment professionals who come to Vancouver to film or do any of that stuff. And I remember one time I was up there, and I think our line producer, he was like, I've lived here seven years. <laughs> he was like, I think doing MacGyver for the whole season, uh, he stayed at the Sutton. So he literally, like, that was his home um, he lived in the he Sutton. He lived in the Sutton in the same, you know, hotel room and for pretty much just the entire run of the season. I I get that because they really do know how to like they take very good care of they the do. yeah, the film people who come up and yeah, but they it know. is they know who the, they know what they're they're doing there. Yes. They know that they're like a yes. hotel for for FPs. So it's nice. I love to get pampered like that too. That's probably the 
one of the perks. Yeah, so a little tip if you're visiting Vancouver, go check out the Gerard Lounge anytime between 5 p.m. and midnight mm. and right. you will see famous people yeah. just hanging out. They redid, you know, they redid that whole bar restaurant. Oh, area. they did. I know this is very exciting, but yes, but they kept the Gerard exactly really? as oh, it God, was. It's so great. It it's looks, so great. It's like a sportsman's lodge. Yes, 100%. Mm. <laughs> it's very I call it the Slutton Place. Yeah, so. the Slutton yeah. Place. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, illicit hookups that take place. <laughs> really? Where did you did you end up living? Uh, like, where did you? What area in Vancouver did you live? Mostly around there. Um, I ended up staying. So I stayed at the Sutton one season. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like every furnished residence place up there, kind of catering to the film. Like, I stayed in all of them. Um, and the Sutton really does. They get it right. They get it right. I don't even know what that means, but they get it right. Now I want this to be, this random hotel in Vancouver be our first official sponsor. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. We'll come podcast up there. How was your uh, trip? We missed you last week, Bryce. How was your... uh... You were filming. What were you filming? Up oh there? yeah, I guess I'm, we're officially back, right? Because yeah. we did a uh, movie night. Uh, Mike Riley and I. That'll a be up uh, on Friday if you're listening yeah, to this. Which was awesome. So on yeah, no, Patreon. I'm officially back, and I, I really missed you guys, and I especially missed uh, that super fantastic guest, Joe Manganello and Manganello. Manganello. I guess yeah. I would have learned that if I was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I was up there filming uh, an episode of The Good Doctor, and I had a great time. And uh, and yeah, it's nice to be back. Great. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank Fantastic. you very much. Fantastic. We yeah. missed you. We well, did. I was missed you guys and too. And you were in Bigfoot's like home turf. No, I was. Pacific I was uh, I didn't have time to go looking for him, but uh You I know s- where you should have checked. I sent out a few psychic messages. Craft services. <laughs> I was gonna say the Gerard Gerard. Yeah, right, totally. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, Bryce, uh, we know we only have you as a lim- for a limited time today. I feel like all of our listeners are now concerned that you're never gonna be on the show again, including me. But here we <laughs> Don't go. Don't say that. Uh guys, we have some BCC News. BCC News. Okay, so uh, this is a story, Bryce, you sent, you texted to Riley and I earlier this month. Speaking of Canada, Mm. um, this is from Fox News, my only source for facts. (laughs) Good. Good. Um, So an eerie video went online showing a strange creature stalking what looks like a moose. I'm going to pass my phone over to uh, uh, Maggie so she can watch this. Yeah, it was creepy. Okay, check this out. Pass it over to Maggie. All right, cool. Oh, did I just hit your power button? I do this all the time. Well, that's (laughs) what happened. Come on, Dad. All right, sorry. (laughs) Dad handling a phone. Where's the flash? We were making the joke earlier that this is like when your teachers in elementary school would set up uh, a VCR in the classroom okay. you know because i was there in the 80s um there you go. so if you take a look at this uh the story is should i press play yeah yeah press play and check this out this is a um what press play and then open your mind hold up yeah <laughs> this was a uh, a family was in quebec and they captured they were filming a moose on their uh video camera on the phone and then when they when the father got back and checked the uh, the footage later, he noticed what looks like a strange, pale creature with long legs stalking the moose mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. Oh, she's seen it. Looks a lot like. Wait, Gollum. wait, wait! I have to. I have to. Yeah, watch, watch this it again. again. I didn't hear anything you just said. Okay. By the way, I'm <laughs> watch completely it. good. You are focused. How can you on the paranormal? Be? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird video, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange, right? This. Yeah. So what do you, so. So basically, they were on, uh, you know, driving along, see this moose, right. take it, take a film of it, and then, uh, yeah, this Sorry. little, this uh, strange golem-like creature seems totally. to yeah, appear golem. from yeah. the yeah. tree line. Um, now, the story got picked up by the Sun. All the reputable newspapers just went around, yeah. and uh, skeptics. Well, well, I will say that people think it looks like Gollum. Obviously, I don't think it's Gollum, but there is also a, f- a. F- a figure from Creepypasta known as the Rake, which is like yeah. a vicious, uh, pale, long-legged monster that supposedly feeds on people and animals. That's what it looked like. But I think that that, that creature is really... Um... This, he, this, he want this, I'm a little blown away right now. Okay. But this, this monster, or whatever this thing is, is it looks very hungry, yeah. for sure. 
looks like it's sorry. I no, no, this is yeah, describe abs- it, please, is, in real time. This well, is what we want. It's kind of it's hard to tell um, because the trees are they they're like birch or something, so they have this sort of white. Hang on, is that the arm? These look like arms and legs. Yeah, it's creepy. And a white face, and and it looks like it's kind of um, like stalking like about the pounce that's what it looks like yes and there's another i can't stop watching I'm sorry. um mysterious creature uh of folklore that stalks the wilds of canada known as a wendigo yeah which is right. sort of like a a more powerful evil sasquatch that sort of has like shamanistic and mm-hmm. spiritual and ghost abilities so some people are saying it's that uh, now I have a theory. I have a skeptic theory that I think oh, destroys this mm-hmm. video completely. Mm-hmm. Save mm-hmm. it for your other skeptic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you do both. You have this one and then a skeptic one. Yeah, I. <clears throat> go, I, I, go I want to hear. No, I want to hear. I think it's the smudge on the windshield. I think it's a, there's a smudge on the windshield. If you watch the video again and you look closely, no way. The creature hmm. in quotes tracks with the movement the wobbly movement of the uh here pass that over back i'll show it to you again pat uh moves along with the jibbly jabbly jobbly motions of the camera and there is also a reflection here on the dash it is the exact same color that it sort of stays in parallel with the entire mm. time watch it again and i think once you see it you can't unsee it i just want to say i think it's like a you? smudgy bird poop kind of smudgy or or grease spot on the windshield not grease but you know just like dirt dead bug bug. play it watch it okay hold on replay because then you also see that it it's not going in between the trees it's superimposing on the trees okay daddy's got the phone you just ruined it again we're on to another video i'm just trying to watch my fox (laughs) news all right here we go yeah um so i i I think that it's and, and other people have gone, yeah, that looks like a... I'm passing it through Riley this time. Yeah, better choice. Say that uh, it, it's got to be... I don't want to know the truth. smudge on the windshield. I'm not interested I do- in your I don't believe- skeptical <laughs> theories. Well, when you sent it originally, I was like, I don't buy it. Yeah. At first, I thought it was like a little bit of CGI. And right. now I'm like, I think it's just a smudge on the windshield. Well, I was going to say a reflection. CGI, but... Oh, no, man. Yeah, there's some counter movement. Yeah, counter movement, Mike. I'm seeing counters. <laughs> the creature is building counters. Yeah. Window smudges he's, don't counter, he's bro. He's trying to make a nice little moose burger chain. Let's see here. Yeah. Well, I think they captured a Wendigo. I think so, too. And for the record, <laughs> I was the one who texted that originally. Yeah, oh, I thought yes. it was that right. It was from you? I thought it was from Bryce. That's right. It was from me when yeah. I was on tour. You guys blend That's together. That's right. That's Sometimes right. I call you, you Briley. You sent us that. <laughs> Which you just call it out from a yeah, mountain I will start saying Briley. <laughs> like, well, Briley. assemble the team. Briley. Mick Briley. I think it's real. Yeah. All right. Well. Real or smudge, you yep. decide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll put that link up in the show notes. Okay, everybody. Now it's time uh, for the section of the show we like to call personal paranormal history Mm -hmm. maggie this is all about you now you're our guest we want to get into uh what strange things you might have encountered in your lifetime i feel like i i'm from louisville kentucky and we have a lot of stories uh i mean i think every city does but like so i feel like i have so many and we only have like a little time for this podcast there's go get into it i we'll know take there's all the a ghost in need. my house in kentucky okay start, there. start there no yeah. question okay still but, the family house still the family house my mom is still there but ghost was not discovered like we had lived in the house for years and ghost didn't appear or, or I, i'm just gonna call it ghost but um i think we'd probably been there like four or five years and i moved to the upstairs so we had this um how like there was a there was an attic space that we sort of turned into a bedroom space and left some of the attic, but like so, there was already some creepy vibes with the upstairs. Sure. Yeah. And and after um, I moved into that room, which was several years after living there, I'm probably eight or nine at this point. Um, there was a night where I very clearly heard like just perfect footsteps going across. So there were these. Uh, we had these like old hardwood floors, and they were covered in carpet, but they still there was a cracking sound anytime anybody walked across. Right. Like a very distinct. You knew when somebody was walking across that that floor. Right. Um, this happened one night, woke me up repeatedly, and I got very scared. And I ran downstairs and I told my mom and my dad about it. And they were like, we were wondering what you were doing. Oh, man. 
upstairs uh, in the middle of the night. And so shook it off. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe, you know, whatever. And so everybody was just like, uh, yeah, I know. And then it continued. No, it continued. And for years. But it never frightened me again that way. Like, I always felt this, like, like, I don't know if... I don't, I don't, not that it was comforting, but it was like, okay, all right, we can all exist here. Like, even mm. as a kid, I remember being like, I'm just going to have a conversation with this weird being that's wow. in my room right now. Cause it was so, you could feel, you can feel it. And did you have a conversation? With I it? did. What did you talk to? It I about? used to tell the ghosts, like, it's all good. We can, like, be here. I've awesome. done this. I we still do cohabitate. it when I go to Kentucky. Yeah. Whoa. Like, if I hear this sound, like, it's always like, no, we can be in this space together. This is like the Weasleys. The Weasleys in uh, Harry Potter had the ghoul that lived in the attic. Yes. Exactly. Mm. That's sort of what I, f- I feel like it was like I, we invaded a space and that and this this being or entity, whatever, was like letting us know, like, hey, I was here first. That's just the way my little seven, eight year old self kind of like registered. Are you the bravest thing. person in the world? No, yeah, guys, totally. I'm telling you, but like cool. it never disturbed. Us. Like it was never really frightening other than the sound. So like so that that was the first thing and then years later we had like friends staying in the house and that that those footsteps like freaked that person out so much they called and they're like we cannot stay here anymore. Right. Yeah, I'd moved to LA. My uncle was staying in the house and he called us one night and was like we can't what like I what the hell is going on? Like what is going on in the attic? And why didn't you warn me about this? They took the different approach. They're like, we cannot cohabitate. Yes. <laughs> Demonly apparition. Yeah. yeah. And I swear, like, the, it still happens. And it now I, I hear it because I stay in that room when I go back home. Yeah. And I just giggle because it's wow. like all this time. <laughs> like, and I know you're here. I know I sound crazy. I'm having but a like, panic no. attack right now. <laughs> Dude, I, I want to go set up some uh, microphone equipment it. up there. That'd be great. Yeah. Maybe get some EVP or something. I, yeah. I, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Might it be a raccoon hanging nope, out upstairs? Definitely a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally possible. But it's okay. The way the room was designed, my bed, it, it, it wasn't in the attic. It was like the foot of my bed to the <gasps> stairs. It was oh, in, it's the, in room. the room. It was not in the attic. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Did you ever see any forms? There was one night when I was. Yeah, I I did see something and oh. I couldn't tell. So there was, uh, I'm, I don't know if I was dreaming. It only happened once, but I woke up and I saw um, what looked like, uh, like a glowy kind of thing sitting on the edge of my bed. Oh, man. Just like sitting there. And it so kind human of, form. Human form kind of looked like my dad. So I was like, oh, like dad, like it kind of startled me at radioactive first. Like I just dad? Radioactive dad, is that Why are you? you? Glowing dad. And then like a split second. This is the way my little brain registered and how I remember it. But uh, a second later, as if it just like reappeared on the steps, like disappeared and then reappeared on mm. the steps. I looked up in the way that I could see the stairs. It was like you know you could see a head pop up basically just from like the yeah mm, like and on the so, landing or on something. the landing yeah and so there was a landing and I saw this figure kind of turn like it was looking at me oh man and then it turned and just went back down the stairs God and the same I get like chills just like thinking about it because and that's the only time I ever saw anything like yeah and it could have just been a dream you guys. But no. I, but it really yeah, freaked that wasn't. really. Yeah, but it was. It could have been a smudge. <laughs> it it might have been, been a smudge. smudge. No. But yeah, I mean, it's been in my whole. We've heard in my a few family. stories where the whatever the entity or whatever you want to call it is always on the foot of the bed or something like that, or, or like right next to the person. Yeah, sharing that same space. It's so creepy. Yeah, I loved how you used the word how my brain registered it because. You know, God, doing this podcast for so long is you starting to. I'm starting to think it's like you know each person using your words registers these things through their own kind of receivership. Sure. You know, and and everybody, ex, you know, oh, you know, I thought that sounded something, uh, but it was like, uh, yeah, how we how we interpret things and how sure. we receive them and. And what part of our brain reacts to it, stores it? Like it's it's so interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's wild. I, I I'm I swear this like. I mean, this has been a story in my family for so long now that we have just got, we are like used to it. What's the activity that your mom experiences now? Has she ever seen any figures no, in the house? I don't think so. I don't think, I think that's why I kind of 
I thought maybe it was some other thing, as I said, like registered mm-hmm. a dream or something, because no one else ever saw well, anything. Well, but you like you spoke that. to it. You clearly were welcoming to it that it maybe you just uh, you know yeah saw it one night <laughs> while it was watching you sleep like a weirdo. Creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, oh, there was one detail I left out. I cannot. Be- I can't believe I left this detail out. That um, I just remembered. Uh, Bambi. I know this sounds really weird, but there was there was like a, a book that I remember again seeing registering that this figure had, and it was Bambi. Because wow. like a little golden book, a little golden book of Bambi. Yes, Which holding is, the book, like the book was a part of the figure. Yes, as mm. if like the thing was. I'm yeah. That's a crazy detail. I know. I know. This is why I assumed it was a dream. Mm. Because, Do you have like, that that's book? Just a heart. No, I don't even know. I wonder if it was like a um a dead. Like parent, like a mm. father from a previous, you know, from the previous family that yeah. was just lingering in that house, and you were a little girl. Perhaps he had a daughter, and you know he would sit on that bed and read her stories. So I would be really interested to find out. Maybe you can do this in your spare time and then report <laughs> back to me. <laughs> find out if you guys can find out who lit what the what the house's history is. Who lived in that house before you? I think it was one woman. One woman, okay. Yeah, like, she lived there, because I think the house was built in, like, 1955. Okay. Well, did the entity have a gender, or did that you... I felt I like... I just assumed it was a man. Right. You, you <laughs> did, Well, the, the because so of this, typical. like, visual thing that I can attach to it yeah. now, but, like, I always felt like it was, it was a kid. Mm. I, I kind of always felt like maybe... I feel like it, it, if if I had to just go with the feeling, it felt like a boy who like wanted to maybe play or something, wow. which wow. is crazy. Oh, I'm gonna sound nuts. No, now. no, 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 not at all. But like, yeah, well, no, nope. <laughs> leave that like, to us. <laughs> years later, um, I was living in Los Feliz, and um, I have this giant mastiff dog um that i now share with um an ex his name is frank the dog and um but yeah um and i had a crazy experience one night where i was on the phone i was by myself and it's like this house already i was new in the house like i, I was i don't even think i was fully moved in yet and it was sort of at the edge of one of those streets. It was a cul-de-sac that that went into the hills, like trails went into the hills, and it was really quiet. And I just wasn't you like I I was still getting used to that. The sounds of the coyotes and everything. And one night, um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine, and my dog started barking. Frank started barking, but it wasn't like a like a protective, vicious bark. It was more like a friendly like, but he wouldn't stop. So I I kept saying like, oh Frank, it's fine, Frank, whatever. And I. I went to the top of the stairs, and as I looked down the stairs, there um, there was like a shadow cast on on the landing uh, on on the bottom floor that had like that was the outline of like a head and shoulders shadow person, like a shadow person, yeah. and and I froze. I was on the phone with my friend, and I I remember I said um, I can't move right now. So I need you to make a phone call for me mm. because Frank is barking and I'm seeing, you know, your house, you know, you know how a light casts a shadow and you know, when things, this was not supposed to be there. Does right. that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you, sure. It even looked like there could have been someone just standing off to the side and the light, and was, the light sort was casting of, the shadow down across. That's the, what I assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you were uneasy so you're like, someone least. is in the house. Someone's in the house. That's yeah. what wow. I thought. Damn. So, and I had, um, I, so I went back up to my room and I said, will you please call? my alarm company for me. I don't know if I'm crazy or what, because my other dog wasn't barking. Like, it just felt like if someone was in the house, they'd both be going nuts. Let's air on the side of someone's in the house. Someone's in the house. <laughs> <Like, yeah. laughs> I should have probably just called the police. But, and I was, I, so, and I was whispering because I was like, I don't want this thing to hear me or a person right. to hear me. So I locked the door into the, in the room and she made a phone call and they showed up a little while later and like everything was fine. Nothing had been touched. All the doors were still locked. All the windows were were still locked um and i was like okay i have to uh, just assume my i my eyes and mind were playing tricks on me and everything's okay well about a week later um i if i can find the video on this i'm going to send it to you um frank again was kind of pacing around the house and it looked like he was following something like a b- bouncy ball or something wow. and frank is like <clears throat> 
he doesn't really like he's he's just a very shy nervous he's a rescue like whatever he doesn't play that often and he doesn't you know <clears throat> and Sounds so like he, a really fun dog. He's a blast. <laughs> 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 he's the best. Oh. Um, but you know, he's a big mastiff, so he's very lazy. So to see him kind of pacing and playing, and he kind of had this like jovial, like his legs were kind of pawing at something or yeah. whatever. He was interacting with something. But he, he seemed like he was interacting with something. And so I actually called like a medium person after all of this because I said, you know, and she did like a remote thing she didn't yep. come to the house or whatever oh, wow. but yeah and she was telling me that um <laughs> that he has an entity that like travels with him yeah <laughs> i was actually gonna suggest that wow. and, and it's she called him a battle buddy she didn't know if it was a dog or human you know they don't she didn't know the form but she said oh no there's definitely another like energy around Weird. and it's friendly but it's a trickster Oh, and no. so, so like playing tricks and f- trying to scare me or trying to scare James or try, you know, she said you might have like weird stuff like that happening because this, this little battle bu- buddy is like a. I have my, my old upstairs wow. neighbor in my apartment. She was, she's a, a medium and works with animals and spirits. So I mean, part of me is like, I wonder if this is my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll find out. But yeah. anyway, yeah. And so, and I swear, then it made me think, cause that's what I always thought the ghost was in Kentucky was like a little boy who like wanted to play and so I was like did this ghost like follow me to LA and like maybe or or two separate separate spirits and you just happen to be tuned (laughs) into the right frequency Mm -hmm. to pick up on this stuff you guys I yeah like it's so weird and untouchable you know like whatever but like I'm telling you this was he the I saw something that night, I know for sure, in the house, and like that shadow, and and that shadow was never there again. And then I, and I know for sure that he was, he, his eyes were following something around Does the house. Does he still do it? Um, not as much. I don't know, because he's, he's with his dad most of the time, right. or his modern family, but, um, um, but I, that in times that I've had him over the last couple of years, um, that trickster thing has come to mind because weird shit would happen with him where like, uh, you know, I would set his collar and leash down in a certain place. I set it in the same kind of bowl area, like all the time. And then like his collar would be missing. And then it would be like, I would search all these different places and then it would be in one of the places I searched like as a joke. Like yeah. someone was watching me and like laughing at yeah. me, Whoa. and so yeah. And then it happened to um, uh, one of uh, he he has a, a dog walker. So once when I was working, I I got three panicked phone calls from the dog walker who was really? like, "I can't find Frank's collar," and I was like, "Check here, check here, check here." And also check in the glowing vortex <laughs> in the back. <laughs> right. right. I mean, there's and a little like... portal in the corner, but I didn't look in there. <laughs> Check but the like, portal. Also, your plates don't... are floating around in yeah. midair in your kitchen, and the chairs are all balanced on top of one another. You guys, it the sounds so nuts. Screaming? I sound so nuts, but I love being able to talk about this stuff because it's no. like um, listen, your front doors turn into a human mouth. <laughs> I think it's more common than than you'd like to think. It's right. It's so interesting. You know, a lot of our guests who, uh, you know, most of the time they ha- have had an experience or something that they can't explain, even when they're not really kind of like. Um, you know, they're not like into all this stuff, but still they, you know, they've had experiences and I think it happens to more people than, than people Mm -hmm. like to admit, you know, my aunt and uncle lived in a house in Templeton, California that, uh, it had some weird energy in there. Totally a weird trickster spirit. Shit would be, would disappear and they would find it in the most random places all time the time mm. it was a weird so i, I mean, hear that story yeah. a lot i feel it's a, like it's a common thing yeah it's a common thing i mean yeah. for being an uncommon thing yeah. it's it's a common trope in the sort of like ghost and spooky spooky uh entity see category. for me that's when the for sale sign ends up out in the front lawn <laughs> it's like i'm fucking out of here i don't need that in my life i just see i just picture you marching outside with a lawn chair just sitting crowd, just like i'm not coming back in until that thing's out um all right well we're gonna take a quick break and we come back we're gonna have this week's tale of high strangeness cool And we're back with the completely insane Maggie Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm like, oh my god, I'm telling these stories. <laughs> no, this is what we do on the show. You're in a safe place. Okay, so oh, we, you know what we didn't do, what? and we should kick it off right now. We forgot to play. Um, 
Bullshit or believe it. Now, uh, Maggie, this is a rapid fire game Mm -hmm. uh, where I'm going to list stuff one by one Mm -hmm. and you're going to say whether you think it's bullshit Mm -hmm. or you believe it. Okay. Now, it's rapid fire. Okay. One, And then if there's anything you want to circle back to, we can. I love this. Okay. But no qualifiers. No qualifiers. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. We'll go back. She knows what's up. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Set. Ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Bullshit. Angels. <laughs> Believe it. Gnomes. <laughs> Bullshit. JFK assassination conspiracies. Bullshit. Fairies. <laughs> Bullshit. Unicorns. <laughs> Believe it. Kidding. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Believe. Bullshit. Alien Greys. Oh. Believe it. Parallel universes. Believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. <laughs> Bullshit. Mermaids. <laughs> Bullshit. Heaven. Uh, believe it. Hell. Bullshit. Dragons. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Bullshit. Yeti. Some of these are softballs. Yeti. Bullshit. Elves. Bullshit. ESP. Uh, believe it. Uh, uh, El Chupacabra. <laughs> believe it. Demons. <laughs> believe it. Atlantis. <laughs> believe it life on other planets <laughs> believe it world peace oh i want to believe it great <laughs> well done wait i gotta go back real quick wait what did i <laughs> so you don't believe in hell but you do believe in demons um yes i believe in uh uh i think that there can be mm, how do i say this like entities that can trigger very negative experiences malevolent spirits yes for people but i don't uh, it's very hard for me to believe i believe in an afterlife um so i'm calling that like heaven that is like a heaven versus like a a hell that that's like an option right Um, right 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 right. does that make sense yeah it does that's kind of where i tend to fall on yeah okay so (laughs) for this week this week's tale of high strangeness. I bring you the tale of Momo, the Missouri monster. Now, this is not to be confused with a weird sort of Reddit internet creepypasta thing that's happening in the past like year called Momo, which is like sort of like all the I don't know if it's real or not, but it's a it's a creepypasta tale being passed around mm. of a uh, someone took a photo of this weird sculpture in an art exhibit in Japan that's like a harpy, and it kind of looks like a Pixar monster. And then someone, there's been like stories being passed around that if you call a certain number on WhatsApp, Momo, this monster, will start telling you to do weird things and then ultimately encourage you to commit suicide. Oh my God. But no one knows if this is like a real thing or not. I'll test it out. Yeah, great. (laughs) Go call that number. I'm going to figure it out. You'll report back to us next week. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those like, Urban legends being passed around sure. right now mm-hmm. um, on online. But we're going with the OG Momo, which is short for Missouri Monster. Cool. On July 11th, 1972, in Louisiana, Missouri, 15-year-old Doris Harrison was watching her 8- f- her and 5-year-old brothers, Terry Keith and Wally Paul, while her father, Edgar, was at his job at the Public Works, and her mother, Betty, was down at the cafe in town. Working there, I should have said. But they ran a cafe and then it went out of business because um, Betty didn't know how to be a working mother. It's oh, true. bummer. I, I got that in the... <laughs> I'm not shaming Bummer her. detail. I promise. Wow. I'm not wow. This was in. That was in. That's going to take a different chord. That'll take a different chord, right Riley. That was, <laughs> that was in the St. Louis Dispatch story from 1972. She said, "That's when I used to work at the cafe, but you know, it became too difficult. What with all the children." Right. <laughs> all right anyway, so she was down working at the cafe. Uh-huh. Now Terry Keith and Wally Paul were playing in their and ho- the, at the home at the bottom of Marzoff Hill. In the front yard, when they came running into the house, screaming, Doris would later tell the uh, St. Louis Dispatch that Terry Keith's face was so white that you could no longer see his red freckles. Apparently now, the boys had seen some type of large creature in the tree line. 
Despite Terry Keith looking like a ghost, Doris figured that the boys were just teasing. So she scolded them and told them to go, you know, play inside. But a few minutes later, when Doris looks out the window, she, was, she saw something that would scare her to death. Lumbering out of the trees and into the backyard came a giant furry cryptid walking on two legs. Said to be seven to eight feet tall, mm. with matted fur covering its face and body. The monster was drenched in blood and seemingly carrying fresh kill, some type of animal under its arm. Weird. And during a recent interview, the adult Doris told the show Monsters and Mysteries in America, I have never seen the Lord Jesus Christ, but I have seen Momo. The devil. <gasps> Momo. The devil. Doris phoned her mother at the cafe and Betty got a hold of, uh, of Doris's father, Edgar, and the two of them came home to check on their frightened children. Momo, however, was nowhere to be seen. Doris's dad, a Pentecostal deacon, and her boyfriend, Richard Bliss, who she would later go on to marry, uh, they grabbed their guns and they went out into the surrounding area in the hillside to search for the creature. They found the grass and brush were matted where the kids said that they saw the beast. Something heavy had been lurking around the property even found large footprints and an incredible stench lingered in the air dude this guy is ripping off Bigfoot yeah Yeah. but no sign of Momo that night Doris's dad held their weekly prayer meeting in the backyard as he strummed on his guitar Hmm. and read from his bible I don't know if he did both of those things at the same time but it's possible he did I'm sure one of the women was holding the Bible in front of him. So Maybe he, he was memorized. <laughs> Timothy 1-2. My favorite passage. Hmm. Timothy. <laughs> Timothy 1-2. The the, is there a book of the Bible called I, Timothy? I think so, right? <laughs> I think so. Okay, Leviticus. Oh. <laughs> now, we will now turn to Steve 12-11. First and second Timothy, isn't there? What a leap. There probably is. That's Matthew, the, the Mark, Luke, John. Right. Yeah. Acts, Matthew, Mark, Romans, Luke, John. First Corinthians, second Corinthians. <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> Louie, Huey, Dewey, <laughs> Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. I used to have to memorize the books of the Bible. I'm, if I say there's a Timothy, I'm pretty sure there's a Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's not. <laughs> I'm crying. Anyway. Well, we'll stick with Leviticus. Then. Just stick with Leviticus. Oh, oh man. Makes you kind of want to know now, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, you're totally Googling it. Everyone right. turn to the <clears throat> passage of Bradley. <laughs> Chad. That's all now. <laughs> Open to the book of Chad. Uh, where was I? I don't remember. Uh, we're having he a was prayer meeting. The, yeah, he was out in the backyard. Oh, the oh yeah, he was so, strumming and, and, strumming and, and, and reading, reading the Bible. Bible, the Bible. Reading time. Timothy 1-2 from his Bible. <laughs> this story was put together uh, <laughs> haphazardly. He's uh, right. There's a Timothy. Thank you. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Is there really? Thank you. In the it's New a, Testament? It's a sub book in the New Testament. Jeez, the I don't yes. think we learned this one. Second Apostle of Paul to Timothy. All right. They okay. usually refer to simply as Second Timothy. Wow. Second good job. Thank Timothy. you. I knew you were a religious Thank you. weirdo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was real. Jesus. Well, I guess we have Jesus egg on our face, don't we? <laughs> oh, my God. That was really funny. All right. Well. We're Maybe you could say help. he was out in the backyard reading an uncommon book of the Bible. Right. Okay. All right. So they're doing all that. Mm-hmm. When suddenly, a large... Wait, do you have a little uh, like uh, Amazing Grace <laughs> you can play for us? Whoa. There you go. Nice. Playing on his... I almost said playing on his Bible. When suddenly, <laughs> a large howl came from the hillside. The monster was back. Family and friends jumped to their feet... Edgar said, it's coming off the hill. Wow. And whatever it was, was coming down the hillside uh, fast, and it sounded large and angry. The adults rounded up the kids, and Doris's family fled to Betty, Betty's brother's house. It would be many days before they felt safe to return to their home in Marzoff Hill. When was this, Michael? 1972. Okay. July. In the following weeks, rumors of Louisiana, Missouri's very own Bigfoot started to spread. 
The creature was agreed to be anywhere between uh, 7 to 12 feet tall, with a hidden face, glowing eyes, and brought with it that unbearable stench. Yeah. It was also said that the monster's favorite dish... Ooh, sorry, Maggie. Dog. Local dogs. Whoa. Really? And a number of them were missing that summer. Now, here's a couple fun uh, sketches of the Momo. You might see here an illustration. Here's one. Kind of looks like uh, he'd fit in oh. with the Adams oh, family. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> and if you can see this one, he's got that big pumpkin-shaped head right. and, yeah. and big, and big uh, uh, I mean, red eyes. Everything you were describing in, in your story, you know, reeked of Bigfoot, but those pictures are definitely not what the average no. eyewitness no. He's said to have a much bigger head and no neck, um, and uh, I'll find some more uh, examples mm. for you. So, um, so basically, in the weeks that follow, uh, Momo gets his name, the Missouri Monster, um, and, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> in popular culture, he's depicted as a Bigfoot-type creature with a pumpkin-shaped head, red eyes peering out from a tangled mess of hair covering his face, and uh, Sheriff Ward, the local sheriff, well, he rounded up a posse and went hunting on Marzoff Hill, but found nothing. Newspapers picked up the story. Any excuse to round up a posse. I know, right? <laughs> and it's just, this is a sleepy little town. This is like four thousand people. It's just, it's a small town. It's not big. Um, on the northeast border, I think of Missouri. Uh, newspapers picked up the story. Went national. St. Louis Dispatch. Uh, that's when that story was written. Monster hunters swooped in on on Louisiana, Missouri, and suddenly everyone wanted a piece of Momo. Now, cryptozoologist Hayden C. Hughes, the director of the Oklahoma City-based Sasquatch Investigations of Mid-America, <laughs> uh, it was an offshoot of the International UFO Bureau that he founded in 1957. He investigated the case and had this to say about the story uh, in an interview years later. What impressed me was the willingness of people to talk to us. Normally, people are reluctant to talk about these things, said Hughes, 61. This was not just one person uh, spitting in a can saying, Yes, sir, I saw it right over there. These were good quality people who were enthusiastic about what was going on. And here's a photo of... Uh, I like this guy. He looks mm -hmm. like... Uh, he reminds me of Rich Summer from, right. from Mad Men. Totally. Doesn't <laughs> totally. he look like Rich? Yes. <laughs> and he just seems like Get a cool guy going in and uh, checking, out, uh, checking out monsters. And he uh, he'd actually been down there to speculate and figure out if Momo was uh, uh, connected to any UFO activity. Oh yeah, he was probably one of I would guess, and I I don't know this, but I would guess Bryce he's one of the earliest cryptozoologists to start linking Bigfoot and UFO sightings. Um, and I don't know too much about this guy. This is the first I'd really heard of him. He passed away, I believe, in uh, two, like just in the past year or two. But I want to do some more research on him because he sounds really cool. So other sightings that occurred during this period, uh, two teachers in a classroom full of children saw what they claimed to be Momo standing outside the window in the schoolyard. Mm. And we're, so there were about 20 to 22 witnesses in total between the kids and the, and the teachers. Um, a lot of people were finding a lot of broken tree, big, heavy broken tree branches, hearing that howl, smelling that stench. Um, supposedly Momo tipped over a sports car and knocked it into a ditch. Wow. Uh, people spotted Momo crossing the highway carrying a dead dog or sheep in its arms. Man. Uh, a man uh, uh, by the name of, I believe, Dave Ellis encountered Momo one night sitting out on his porch when his dogs went crazy. The dogs are okay. He said that he spotted the creature uh, in his flashlight standing in the road near his house, sniffing out the yard as if he was uh, getting a sense of the dogs and, and the man was like I gotta get my animals inside he, he retreated into the house one of my favorite anecdotes of, the anecdotes of this story is Mayor Tom Wallace took a troop of boy scouts up on Marzov Hill as well to go kill the monster on, he boys. armed them with <laughs> wow. axes That's great. and baseball bats and <laughs> shotguns and then he was like let's go get him we're gonna go he got this like a bunch of like badge. boy scouts y'all yeah. go, gonna get a new badge yeah. Yeah. it's called the Momo badge yeah, now uh, get your tents it's like something out of Moonrise Kingdom I feel oh, like yeah. all these kids going out to hunt a monster in the woods <laughs> and you know once again I feel, I, I feel like this is something I totally would have gotten on board with Inhaler, Bobby. Yeah, oh, I would have, I would have totally gone. gone and and done this. 
Um, but once again, the search turned up nothing. Mm. Uh, and some locals speculated the monster might even have a long tail that wiped away tracks in its wake what? as it walked away. Now, <laughs> eventually, a f- another footprint was found in a garden, and a plaster cast was made. It produced a specimen that showed a deep heel, which uh, indicates the weight of the monster, mm-hmm. and three toes instead of the typical five. Now, okay. if you remember back to uh, when we watched The Legend of Boggy Creek for our Patreon yeah. um, episode... The tracks in Boggy Creek, the monster in Boggy Creek was said to have three toes as well. And that was down in, uh, was it Arkansas or Alabama? I think it's in Arkansas. I messed it up on this show. Um, I have a picture of the the cast here, uh, Bryce. You'll see it. It looks almost more like it's very tiny if you want to pass it around. It almost looks like a dinosaur print. I mean, it's almost more reptilian than 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 primate to me. That, you know, if it's if it's real, obviously. But uh, we just assume that it is on this show. Oh, interesting. Right. Isn't that dog manish, too? You know what I mean? Um, Bird like. Yeah. A a bit. um, Yeah. A bit bird like here. uh, I am. Check it out, Riley. <laughs> Just nods. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So, Interesting. Um, Hughes, uh, you know, again, uh, said, said this about the case, and this will wrap it up. These people didn't want to sell something. They didn't want publicity. They just wanted to share their stories. I never got any inkling that there was a hoax. The Momo scare lasted only two weeks, but it triggered a media frenzy. Television and newspaper journalists from across the nation descended on the small town. Mm. I did close to 75 television and newspaper interviews. They flew me to Chicago to do some television there. There were people around us shooting documentaries. We haven't had a case that well documented, documented since. We researched Bigfoot sightings in eight states, mainly to see if there was any connection with UFO sightings, he said. With Momo, we found there was no correlation whatsoever with UFOs. Mm. Uh, And Hughes said that the investigation suggested that there are families of nocturnal Bigfoot creatures that continuously migrate across the nation from the Pacific Northwest to the Southeast. He said the path begins around Oregon and Washington State, crosses Oklahoma the first week of September, and then finishes in Florida. Weird. So wow. it could have been um, that was cryptos uh, from cryptozoology uh, news, uh, but that could have it could be that some of these creatures that we're seeing in the Midwest, like Momo, who are just appear for a little while, or the the Boggy Creek monster, they might be on some sort of migration path um, from one area of the country to another. Sure, interesting. Maybe that's why we get them as far down as the bayou and the swamps in Florida mm-hmm. with uh, creatures like skunk ape. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, another quick break. When we come back, we're going to ask Maggie Lawson, what the hell was that? Mm. <laughs> Maggie, we ask all of our guests after we hear these stories, what the hell was what that? What the hell was that? Don't know, guys. <laughs> that leaves four of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you, is this uh, kids seeing stuff in the woods? Is this uh, people uh, getting a little excited over nothing? Um, um. Oh, and the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like there might be a little something to it. I. I don't know. I've. I'm kind of believe in these things a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. Are you a? Uh, what do you know about Bigfoot? Are you like Nothing. a Sasquatch? No. Are, are you open to the idea? You're an animal lover. Yes. Are you open to the idea of there being some sort of <laughs> undiscovered primate species? For sure. Roaming around <laughs> a large wood ape. Of course, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would love to rescue. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I feel. I don't know. I get a little like uh, this story feels a little um, campy. Campy is the right word. Yeah. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that is perfect. It um, is strange. It, yeah. And I'm, I, it just, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know how <laughs> to wrap sense. my head around it either because, you know, when you're describing in your story an eight foot hairy creature that has a stench, I mean, you immediately go to Bigfoot it's or a, a skunk ape, you know, which mm-hmm. people report you know, all across the the nation, especially in those kind of Midwestern to lower states. Um, 
But then you get a few different characteristics that kind of like move it out of the mark, like the large pumpkin head or, I mean, maybe it was a Bigfoot with a, some sort of abnormality or, or, uh, that's what I was thinking. Or, or maybe it's just hair was so matted and like dreaded, you know, that, you know, you've seen animals, you know, you've seen pictures of dogs and cats where their fur gets so, they're so ill-treated that they it just mm-hmm. clumps up and becomes mm-hmm. really, really matted. And maybe he had something like that on, the fur on his head was just so gross, you know, so yeah. ill-tamed. Oh, so it appeared. That it appeared to be like a pumpkin. Yeah, much mm-hmm. larger than it was, especially if no one really got a good look at it. I'm just fascinated by... <clears throat> These cases where we just get these like like in the lake the Lake Worth monster where uh which was a goat man like creature or a sasquatch, we don't really know. It's sort of like again a sasquatch with like a little bit of just different details to yeah. it that um that seem to appear for just a couple weeks time in a small town and suddenly everyone in the small town is talking about it yep. and then it kind of just vanishes. Well yeah. and the three toed track too. I mean this is what this mm-hmm. is what moves me out of the uh out of the side that of the community that rests, this is just an undiscovered type of unknown primate. You know, that's all it is. Um, you know, it eats and migrates and moves like a, I love that. I love like this a primate. casual crypt as well. That's all it that's is. That's all yeah. it is. Don't be, <laughs> don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. It's all just right? a giant hairy it's monster. Not, it's not a monster <laughs> that coming lives out in the never woods. Seen before. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is, y'all. Yeah, but no, there's these. Uh, there's these little differences in these in, in in a lot of these stories that you know that move this more for me into like the into the paranormal zone, not mm-hmm. just some you know um, some wood ape that we haven't yet found. Um, this to me, you know, reeks of uh, paranormality. Mm. It's very weird. Yeah, Maggie, it's weird. You are someone who, uh, according to your story, and this I'm still fascinated by, that you were not scared by the ghosts living in your house. I say I was uh, the first night, but kind of after that point when I was like, oh, okay, I'm just, I'm used to this now. It was almost one of those things where it's like, I I have to be, like I had no. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Mom, can we move? My room. Yeah. I would have, I was such an anxious and scary kid about this stuff that I would have just never been able to sleep. I would not, I would have, I would have not, I would have had a psychological breakdown. I really do think, um, if you were to encounter something like this, or when you hear stories about this, does it does this stuff freak you out? Does like the idea of like some w- large hairy monster lurking about does that scare you? Or is yeah, it- I mean it does. Yes, because we don't know. I think it's just that the unknown of uh, yeah, and so we can't say yes and you can't say no. Like that's possible. So. So the idea of seeing something that we've never seen before, encountering something we've never seen before, and something that we can't, you know research or find or that is of course it's terrifying because then it just then your brain goes to you know all that we don't know right and it kind of blows the door wide is, open exactly that's yeah. what that's what i always freaks freaked me about out about like ghosts and stuff like this yes. as a kid or aliens especially it's like well if that's real then what else is real and what else what else what uh how little do we really understand of reality and to to me that was now i'm very excited by that idea but it terrified me uh, as a kid and and when you listen uh, you know i watched the uh the uh what is it monsters and mysteries in america and doris harrison bliss as an adult looking back on this story she still seems genuinely terrified by what mm-hmm. she saw in the yard that day mm-hmm. she was very very scared that's why she was like it, she said it kind of ruined her life that after this she could never fully get away from the story could never get away from the stigma of being an eyewitness to this creature um and her boyfriend now husband uh, he was also interviewed, and he's like, "Yeah, we were all sitting there. We heard this thing. We heard the sound it made. We heard the large noise, and it was scary. Like they were, they talked about being really, really terrified from it. And I think, I think maybe once after that initial encounter took place." You know, the town kind of took it and ran with it and got a little excited because, you know, it's a small town and it's just kind of cool to be like, hey, did you hear there's a monster around? You know, mm-hmm. um, and no, then, these things take on a life of their own. Yeah. After. I mean, when you yeah. told me the uh, 
you know how many interviews they sent this guy on and like and, and news reports i mean that's that's a big pickup on the story and i i personally had never heard of the momo so this was yeah. a new one for me I, I hadn't either and i grew up in kansas city which is you know i was right on the on the kansas side but you know basically grew up with a foot in missouri and i had not heard this story either but it seemed to be really popular in the cryptozoological world mm. in the 70s um like there's more art of it from that time than you would i think it had a little moment of popularity that's cool but it's just funny because the way it's depicted mostly looks like you remember that uh orange furry monster from uh the bugs bunny cartoons yeah, yeah. it kind of yeah. looks like that in a right. lot of the popular culture totally. uh, takes on on it but it's another weird um another weird fun cryptid yeah it's perfect for the podcast thanks for bringing it to light oh. yeah yeah there you go all right well uh i want to thank our guest maggie lawson yay, yay thank um, you maggie. now maggie you're gonna stay around for a little bit longer <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna have an extra chat that we're gonna post up on the uh patreon yay. awesome uh, yeah uh but before we go yeah um i wanted to thank you and i want to ask do you have anything to plug coming up oh my gosh that's so sweet um well you mentioned um lethal weapon and, and what do you play on that show I will be playing. So they've add, so they've brought on a new character. Sean William Scott is playing um, uh, a new character. It's not mm. the Riggs character. You know, there was a whole <clears throat> thing, but um, yeah. Anyway, so they brought him on, and uh, with uh, Sean, with his character Cole, it comes a whole backstory, and I'm playing his uh, his ex girlfriend, baby mama, that he's Got sort it. of back to sort of repair things with awesome. it's complicated is it fun are you having a good time on i'm it? having a blast That's and awesome. he's so sweet and uh yeah it's been it's been really fun so far oh it's good wild. the show's crazy like it's so the schedule's insane that like they're shooting several episodes at once it's nuts we had like a picture car got stolen from set this week. <clears throat> we had Whoa. a stunt that, like, it was crazy. So wow. it's nuts, just like the show. Man, well, we're, I, I know you've been busy, and we're very lucky to have you. Oh, so thank yes, you for thank coming. Yes, thank you very much. And that, and that premieres when? September 12th, I think? 25th. 25th, yeah. okay. Yeah. So ignore what I, I said. Yeah, you, said. you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I looked it up online. <laughs> uh, I saw it on Fox News. Um, <laughs> Riley, do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can follow the studio at Space Camp Recorders and follow all the antics and hijinks of the studio outside of BCC. And also the, uh, known as the Clubhouse. Yes, here it is. On this Hell yeah. That's true. Um, and uh, Bryce? Yeah, hey think? guys. Thanks for, you know, I've been uh, combing through some of the Instagram comments and the direct messages and also was uh, looking through some of your emails that you've been sending us. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for all the positive feedback. It really... Uh, you know, it's uh, really kind of uplifted me to know that this is connecting with a few people and uh, and uh, that they like our show and that they like, you know, telling us stories of their own. I think that's a really cool aspect of what we do. So yeah, thank absolutely. you for that. We're now hearing through the grapevine of people who we don't even know telling people that we do know to watch the show. Yeah. That is awesome. Please continue to spread the word. I'm, you know, uh, our audience is growing. You guys are doing such a great job of like spreading, spreading the uh, podcast and Please continue to do so. We it, we it means so much to us. And yeah. and uh, like Bryce said, send in your own stories to bigfootcollectorsclub at gmail dot com. We, we're due for another listener, listener file. Episode. We read them all, so we'll do they that do not soon. go missed. Yeah, yeah, we love reading uh, yeah. your, your paranormal yeah, encounters. So, so please cool, keep sending guys. them. Um, oh, and also today is August 29th, Wednesday. Uh, the first issue of my new comic book series, Adventure Van, is in shops today. Go get it, or on the Comicsology app. Uh, you can get it on your tablet if your comic shop did not order it so go get that uh, or download it please it means so much to me and there's going to be a lot honestly there's a lot of stuff that we talk about on this show that has made its way into this comic book uh, so I think you'll appreciate it from from uh, that perspective as well awesome all right guys uh, until next week we remain the Bigfoot Collectors Club uh, peace love UFOs yeah we'll take you out with this Little boy ghost with a Bambi book. <laughs> Little boy ghost with a Bambi book. Well, now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See ya. Bye. <laughs>
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.